Welcome, everyone, to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined by Josh Burns. What up? Unfortunately, uh, Brian will not be joining us this week since he is currently floating down in the sewers. You can float, too. You can float, float too! That, uh, that is courtesy of Brian Thorpe, by the way. So creepy. Did you see it? Did you see or no? I did not see Stephen King's It. Okay. I, I I I don't think I ever will. I want to see it so badly, but I also want to sleep. <laughs> and not you know get arrested for assault. Right. <laughs> right. That's the end right. of that. At the end of, of every month, we love to reflect and onto what's coming out uh, next month in the movies. And Brian normally just I mean, he he just just shows you, just puts on an exhibition as to how to actually Tell you about the latest movies coming out, and unfortunately, <laughs> the art of list, the art of list making, <laughs> and, and unfortunately, it fell on my shoulders uh, this week. But but Brian was still kind enough to go ahead and say, you know what, I may be floating the sewers, but here's a text message with all the important movies that are coming out in the month of October. What a stand up guy, ladies and gentlemen! It's time for the October 2017 blockbuster. All right, so let's start off with. Uh, listen, I'll be honest. Most of the movies that were on the list, I had no idea were either coming out or coming out in October. Like I was. Completely oblivious to the fact. Yeah, he put he put a bunch of he put a bunch of interesting ones on here, and I think you know generally October is kind of a shit month anyway. But um, October's a lot of horror movies, and I, I'm um, glad that he told us about non horror related ones, which I'm happy about. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we have like horror slash thrillers that kind of stuff. Uh, October sixth, uh, we have The Mountain Between Us, starring Idris Elba and Kate Winslet. Uh, it seems like your typical get stranded, get rescued, or seek rescue type yeah. of movie. I it, don't. I, it reminds me a little bit of of, of Man versus Wild and and uh, the Gray, the Liam Neeson movie, The Gray. I don't know uh, if you saw that one. No, it's got Idris Elba, and that's cool. I'm not gonna see it. Like, I mean, maybe on iTunes or or Netflix. When but. I started it, I was like, this this looks so stupid. And then the more more that the, that they talked about the movie and they kind of showed you the movie, like. I have movie pass. I'll totally go see this movie. Oh, yes. You have reason. You have like, yeah, absolutely. Like, this is this is a great way to do it. Well, this is this note. is one. Of the, it's a movie that's just going to lower your cost basis for every other movie. Of the, yeah. The so month. it's like, all right, I'll, I'll totally go plunk down a movie to see it. If you want to see the trailer for all of the movies that we're about to discuss, you can go into the show notes. We have a YouTube playlist made just for you. Uh, so this way you don't have to scour the internet. We did the heavy lifting for you. So be sure to check out The Mountain Between Us, which is coming out, like you said, on October 6th. More importantly, on October 6th, you have Blade Runner 2049. So you've got Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford, Robin Wright, Wood Harris, Jared Leto, among others, uh, in the uh, in the sequel to Blade Runner. The critic – so right now the, the early previews and, and reviews have been coming out, and the hype around this movie is unreal. I mean, they're saying Oscars everywhere. Harrison Ford's finally going to get an Oscar. They said it's – some people are saying it's better than the original. And I mean if you follow the original if, – if you haven't followed the original movie, there are about nine different cuts. There was so <laughs> much drama going on behind the scenes on to, to getting that movie made. Ridley Scott had to make compromises. The studio had his hands in the cookie jar too much. They all had their own cuts. This movie though looks like they're going to just get together as a team and just release one solid amazing movie. And I, I am so excited to, to see this. And if you haven't seen the original Blade Runner, go see the original Blade Runner. It's a fantastic movie. I prefer the director's cut. Not the ultimate <laughs> cut, the director's cut. Noted, noted. Moving along to October 13th. Uh, it's Friday the 13th. 
and you have uh i guess happy death day which is essentially groundhog day but you're you you're get being killed instead of like and you have to figure that out i got the the day after uh, what was it the day after tomorrow the day what was it called the one with Tom Cruise. The, it's no, also known as Live Die Repeat. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Right. It reminded me of Edge of Tomorrow. The, and, and in the sense that when you die, you wake up. And, and you know, she's just trying to – instead of trying to figure out, you know, how can I defeat the aliens, it's – listen, again, this was another trailer I was watching. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. And then the more I watched it, I'm like, I'm actually kind of intrigued. Who is killing her? Yeah, I didn't think it was stupid at all. I thought it was a, a pretty cool concept. Um, so, yeah, that that's, again, probably not the theater for me, but – Cool. Again, movie uh, pass. Woo. The Foreigner, starring Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan, <sighs> is sort of your classic uh, revenge kung fu type uh, movie, but with gunfire and explosions as well. I'm moving directly past that to Professor Marston. So yes. Meh. Professor Marston and the Wonder Women, uh, which is a limited release, but stars Luke Roth. You've seen him in a bunch of stuff, including uh, the live action Beauty and the Beast. He played Gaston. Rebecca Hall, you've seen her in the town, amongst other things. And uh, Bella Heathcote, um, mm, she was in a uh, – like uh, Amazon Prime, uh, 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 a Man in the High Castle, I think. I'm looking for you right now. She was in Dark Shadows, Fifty Shades of Darker, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, she was in Pride, Prejudice and Zombies. So let me, let me, let me explain this. This is the – uh, this is inspired by the incredibly true story of the the origins of Wonder Woman and how th- the husband and wife team had a had a girlfriend. They were in a polyamorous polyamorous relationship, po- polyamorous, uh, yeah. and they all they all created the character of Wonder Woman, but they had to put it under uh, a pseudonym. And when uh, the news got out that he created it, it was a lot of backlash around just the fact that you know <laughs> they're in a polyamorous relationship, and a whole lot of hasn't changed around that. So it's a uh, it looks really interesting, but I don't think I'll ever see it. Uh, sh- she was in eight episodes of The Man in the High Castle. Oh, she was? All right. She played you IMDb. Um, anyway, uh, th- it looks strange to say the least, this movie. But, I mean, Luke Roth is cool. and I have a feeling if you're really interested in it, there's a book that you could probably pick up that would do you probably more justice. Oh, it's, it's definitely based a on a book. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, I'm, I'm moving on to the next week. October 20th, uh, Geostorm uh, starring Gerard Butler, Abby Cornish, Andy Garcia, Ed Harris. It's it's your, uh, you know, it's your end of the world. And, and it's Arm- it's Armageddon. It's it's Sudden Impact. It's the day after tomorrow. It's uh, whatever that San other Andreas uh, twenty seven or what yeah. was the other one twenty twelve. It's all those movies you, rolled into one. You can just skip right by it, even though um, even though Abby Cornish uh, from Limitless is wonderful. You can you can skip. I think right past this movie. This, this makes me def- worried for Gerard Butler because his movies over the last couple of years have been well. Awful. He, I, I have a feeling like he's like you know what? I now I've done ten for the studio. I should probably do one for myself at some point. Can't be soon enough. So hopefully, hopefully we get that. Uh, the the snowman, uh, Michael Fassbender, um, sort of psychological serial killer thriller. Um, uh, looks cool, but like I don't know. Look at this cast list. It's Michael Fassbender, right? You got J.K. Simmons in there, and then apparently Val Kilmer is an unnamed entity within this movie as well. And no matter right, so what, he, he definitely won't be the killer. Oh no, no, of course right. not. Certainly not. 
Uh, I'm not sure why Brian put Boo to Medea Halloween on here, but I'm not <laughs> discussing it. Moving on. October 27th, Jigsaw. If you've seen one Saw movie, you've seen them all. This is stupid. <laughs> Moving past that. Thank you for your service, stars Miles Teller uh, as a soldier returned uh, from war. And I think really, really examines the uh, emotional side of not only PTSD, but sort of the 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 bond that is forged through that sort of uh, dr- uh, traumatic experience. So I so this is based off a, a based off a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is being, I think, done by the team that did American Sniper and, and Lone, Lone Survivor. Survivor. Yeah. Um, and Which were both fantastic movies. Not only critically, but I, I mean, were very well received uh, a, a, across a lot of different audiences. I mean, you put Miles right. Teller in anything and I'll, and I'll watch it. But this looks so interesting. But Lone Survivor and so uh, American Sniper really explored that uh, – feeling of I don't belong here. Right. Where Lone, Lone Survivor didn't, they explored the sort of the brotherhood thing. So right. I think the the point at which those two stories meet is is really a story that that should be told and this looks really cool. And plus, I mean, Miles Teller's amazing. Uh but to to Brian's chagrin, the movie that I'm most looking forward to uh in October is Suburbicon. Oh, how dare you? Starring Matt Damon, Julianne Moore, Oscar Isaac, directed by George Clooney and written by the Coen brothers. And and that right there, because I'm watching the trailer and I see directed by George Clooney and I'm watching this. I'm like, why does this feel like a Coen movie? A oh, Coen because movie. it was written by the Coen brothers. And then brothers. I was like, it's... well, you know, George Clooney works really closely with the Coen brothers and probably took a lot of direction from them. Then I saw that they wrote this. It's um, super dark, super funny. This looks uh, so stupid. It looks fantastic. No, this movie looks like crap. It Even looks with amazing. Oscar Isaac in this movie, it I looks still amazing. Still going. I have no interest. This is so dumb. Looks amazing. No, looks terrible. So you're hard passing. I don't know about hard passing, but I, I, I mean, I if I go to the movie, I'm reluctantly going. You're I'm, going because you have movie pass, and you're going to come out liking this movie. And and I'm probably no, I, I'm probably not coming out liking this movie. You're going to like this movie. It's going to, I'm going to text you afterwards, Josh. Going, hey, saw the movie. You know, it, it was on film. <laughs> you know, there was it was a movie at the theater. Someone um, did a job. I was in a seat. There were lights. I, I am not going <laughs> to. I'm just. All right. Well, look, I, I can't I can't quite do the blockbuster justice like Brian does. I didn't masterfully put together this list, but I did read the list that Brian compiled. Uh, most of it was total shit. Uh, <laughs> some of it is less shitty. And there are like a couple things in here that actually look good. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it, and we talked about this. This year has been very rough for the movies. Uh, but there are a few gems in the month of October, but uh, yeah, you really have to sift through the crap. Yeah. It's kind of, this year's kind of like if, if you're not a comic book movie, uh, take a backseat <laughs> sort of. <laughs> and I, you know, what's funny is that it's not, that's not necessarily my, my preferred genre. I love comic book type movies, but, uh, I mean, I love a good action flick or a good thriller yeah. or, or, or whatever. And, and I'm not even... I'm not convinced, even with Blade Runner at this point, like I'm super, super cautiously optimistic. I just don't like I'm not sure. Even with Ryan Gosling, I'm not sure because I don't know that the rest of the cast can carry it. I disagree, man. I think Blade Runner's got a lot of steam going for it. It's built yeah, on a it's, huge that's franchise. The, the steam is what I'm worried about. I, I don't think you're going to be disappointed at all. 
Okay. And, well, and normally know. I'm like, hey, listen, any sequel after, you know, five years is 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 way too long. Look at Men in Black. Look at Anchorman. Look at those kind of movies. They suck. Blade yeah. Runner is like, what, about 20, 30 years? No, it was 82. It's 82. It's 25 years, 35 years later. Sorry if I can do math. It's 35 years later, right? I'm I'm normally really apprehensive about that, but I'm really excited for this. Well, so I, let me. I'm going to throw you one more um, that I heard about earlier, and it's not, has nothing to do with blockbuster. We moved past that, but I, I want. Speaking of uh, movies that have gone too long before a sequel, Coming to America Two. I heard about this. Has a director, has a screenplay, um, and we are talking about. Uh, from what I understand, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. So I mean, they're not doing anything, so might as well get them in. Well, movie no, but like that's that was made in '88. I it's, agree. It's what, well, as far as I'm concerned, it is one of the best comedies ever made. It's going to be 30 years later for a sequel, and for that. that was so right I, on the hype train of Eddie Murphy because then he had Trading Places and uh, I mean, all of those. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it was it was at Eddie Murphy at the height of his popularity. So I'm I'm you know look if if Blade Runner. It's certainly not even close to the same genre, but like if 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 that can if they can make a sequel to that, right? Because you're like uh, so here's look, the difference. Look, look, your your dystopian your... dystopian future, right? And it's 2049, and we're still going. Oh yeah, flying cars are totally plausible. <laughs> <laughs> or at least that's true. It'll right. happen one day, right? But like 20, 2049, like you might as well have made it thirty forty nine. There's there's flying cars are not a thing. It's not a thing. To those of you listening, 2049, tell me how awesome your flying car is, please. <laughs> I suppose, um, yeah. Listen, I, 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 I will say this. I'm apprehensive, uh, not very much, just a teeny tiny bit, like a little bit of worry about uh, that movie because Blade Runner is is sci-fi and you can keep that going, right? And they're replacing a lot of the actors and having just Harrison Ford in there, you know, mumble and point at you every once in a while. <laughs> But when you're talking about coming to America, it's comedy. And again, Men in Black, you go ahead and look at Anchorman. You look at these long gaps in between comedy movies. Well, not 30 years. Uh, right. But, I mean, it doesn't hold up. And, th- I mean, I'm talking long gap. And I, I say long gap. And I got, what, 10 years on, on one new franchise? Yep. Uh, I, listen, I, I hope that it is good. I want it to be good because I do like that movie. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, 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 I'm hopeful. I actually found another trailer, again, not coming out in the month of October, but one that I am so excited for, and it's called Annihilation. Did you get to take a to get take a peek at this one? I did. You I did. sound it's, it's uh super weird. It um, reminds me I, a little bit of the movie Arrival, and and if you are a fan of the show, you will know that Brian's dad, uh, Papa Thornton, uh, I was hyping this movie up. I told him to go see it, and he came out going, "Yeah, it was it was all right. It was it was good." No. That's false. Arrival was unbelievably good. I liked it. It was so good. And it, it was so good. And listen, this is by the same director of Ex Machina. So, I mean, you had me at hello. Again, and Oscar Oscar Isaac in this movie, too. This movie looks great. I, I saw that. And, and all of those things were immediately negated for me with Natalie Portman. I was out. Really? Out. You can't give her lazy Sunday as a as a way to go ahead and kind of circumvent she the the crowd. She is awful. She's awful. She's terrible. I hope you're on. I really do. I hope you're on because this movie looks really good. She's really bad. I mean, even in the trailer, I'm watching the trailer. I'm going, oh, Natalie Portman's awful. Uh, 
In the trailer, she's terrible. You're hurting my heart. Hurting my really heart. Really bad. She's just bad. She's bad altogether. All right. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the realm of, of television. If you haven't been paying attention, there is a new Star Trek show called Star Trek Discovery. Uh, and it launched on CBS All Access, which is a $6 a month subscription service. Uh, and it's one of the first uh, major networks to release a major you know, uh, show on streaming exclusively, one of the, you know, the, the major networks. Uh, so I put out a poll uh, on, on, a, on a nerd community that I'm, I'm part of as well. I have over 157 votes as of the time of this recording. And what I asked them is, does Star Trek Discovery deserve a viewing? And uh, overwhelmingly, 107 people said yes, 32 people said uh, no, and 18 people said, I'm going to wait to see what the series looks like before I even even watch it. I'm going to wait to see what other people say. So uh, it's 18 people like, I'm just going to wait till it gets canceled and then not watch (laughs) it. Right. And well, a lot of comparison came up to the Orville, the one that uh, is going on Fox right now with Seth MacFarlane. Nope. And a lot of people are saying I there's a mixture of I like Orville more than I like Star Trek Discovery, and then the other group of nerds going, "You're crazy!" So it's great to see nerds fight about Star Trek. I like a spoof better than I like a Star Trek show. Uh, and but the, until Seth MacFarlane, and then I'm like, "Oh, Seth MacFarlane!" Uh, right, off so. spoof. He's not, he can't do anything serious. I'm not interested. Um, so listen, I had CBS All Access. I canceled it before this show came out. And I don't know if I'm going to watch it. So I'm on the I'm on with the other 18 people that saying that I'm going to wait to see what other people say. But it is the fact, again, that this is a, a, this is an incentive for cord cutters. This is an incentive for people to go through CBS All Access rather than just regular CBS. I mean, is that going to are you willing to pay six dollars just to see an episode or two of this, even for one? Uh, I've I've never watched an episode of Star Trek anything. It doesn't seem likely that I'll start with this one. Um so I mean, no, not, not even no. <laughs> well, then I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it to the listeners. It is Star and Trek, I, and I, I would sooner I would sooner leave six dollars on the street rather than pick it up. <laughs> I would. I, I, I would if I dropped six dollars in a puddle, it would stay in that puddle. Uh, so like, it's not about the money for me. Uh, it it just this just doesn't seem like a worthwhile cause. Like if it had actually any juice, it wouldn't be on this app. You think so? This was a gamble. Like, it was. This is this is very niche, and if we put this Star Trek thing on here, then Trekkies will have no choice but to fork over six bucks, and it's not a good game. I'm really curious too because you know DC, as we've been talking about, is going to be doing their own streaming service, and it's going to have the Titans show on it, the live action Titans. Uh, and Brian and I are, I mean, with the casting news every week we're coming out, we're we're very happy with with the direction that it was going, and we're like, yeah, I'm probably going to subscribe to this service just to to go ahead and to to watch it. So I'm curious to see if uh, this pays off for CBS, and if it does, what other networks are are going to do about it? Because uh, that's a it's a bold move, Cotton. Uh, let's see if it pays off. Let's see if it pays off. For uh, I do. I I want to take a quick moment as well since I just brought up the CBS All Access, and I have to talk to Austin Winchester. Uh, we talked about an actor that's going to be on the Titan show, uh, and I brought up Alan uh, Richardson, and I said he's basically an unknown. To which I got uh, booed at and thrown heavy objects, saying, "No, dude, he was in a Blue Mountain State, and that TV show was really great." Uh, he is not unknown. Uh, you know, there's a little following around that show, and I was like, "Hey, this is why we needed Brian because it, it was just me that week." We needed the walking IMDb uh, to fix me up. Brian wouldn't have had that one. You don't think Brian would have had that? 
Brian wouldn't have Blue Mountain State, no. And and uh, there there is a decent following around Blue Mountain State, but it's like I feel like it's like the like maybe the the eighteen to twenty seven twenty eight crowd, and you sort of also have to want to watch a sports, sports show. show. But I called him unknown, and he's not unknown. He's known, just not you know star power. So Austin, you have my correction. I'm sorry for negating your love of Blue Mountain State. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> did you negate his love of the Blue Mountain State? I didn't Mountain mean State, that. Or no. did you just shit on the guy who's in I it? didn't shit on him. I just said relatively unknown. All right. Did you say relatively unknown? Or did you say this fucker is unknown by everyone? Like, here's the thing. This this guy, for me, holds, like, zero, like, I said that no one would Zero recognize cash. him unless you unless you watched. I didn't say that exactly. I basically intimated that you wouldn't know him unless you saw Smallville. But even if you watched Smallville, you may have completely forgotten about him because he was a bit character. Bit character. That see, that's what I remember. Bit character. Yeah. So is he a lead on Blue Mountain State? I, I don't know. You think I watch Blue Mountain State? I'm asking. Like, did 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 Austin say this dude's a lead? Like, what's his what's his deal? Blue Mountain State. All right. So that's, let's. I don't, what's I don't the guy's know name? Actually. Alan Richson. Alan Richardson. Oh, Richson, you're right. Is Richson. 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 Okay, so he, he's got second billing. Oh, okay. So on Blue Mountain State. He's pretty well known. So yeah. And he's uh looks like he was in all like all the episodes. So yeah, the, he he was a big deal on that all show. Right, so, so I was wrong. We were we, yeah, we were wrong, Austin. We apologize. <laughs> Clearly not a bit player, although uh you know, Blue Mountain State had like 39 episodes in total. And if listen, he he sent me a text to call me out. So if you ever hear me make a mistake, you can totally call us out. Just text 484-373-4119. It's in the show notes. You can actually text us when we make a mistake and I'll either, you know, say sorry, not sorry, or own up to it. <laughs> All right. Uh, the last bit of movies, uh, the last bit of movie news uh, comes out of a trailer that I stumbled upon. And it is the trailer for the crime biopic Gotti uh, starring John Travolta. Uh, as John Gotti. And uh, Josh, when you saw this trailer, you said, well, of course, John Travolta. To which I replied, why, of course? So uh, explain. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, Well, I think first and foremost is uh, he can pull off the look. Um, In in a a previous, like the last movie that I remember John Gotti being, I think he was portrayed by Armando Sante. that like the the that's the one that sticks in my head at least. Um, but I, I've got I don't know. Like I I watched the trailer. Um, I don't know. It kind of looks sh- total shit. Like I just I don't like it at all. I don't I don't like I don't like Stacy Keach as Neil Delacroix. I don't I don't like uh, I don't like Willem DeMeo as Sammy the Bull Gravano. This is a story that I have followed since I was a kid. Um, I was going to say, this sounds kind of personal to you. I feel like. No, I it is. It, it is. And, I, you know, I don't like Kelly Preston. I just, you got John Travolta and his wife. That's great. It just seems like somebody did him a favor. Um, you know, I. Listen, I'm, I, I, here's here's the thing. I, I, I don't hate. I don't hate Kevin Connolly as the director. Right. Okay. So I like him for everybody who who's like Kevin Connolly. Who the fuck is that? He was E in Entourage. And I like Kevin Connolly. A whole lot. So of course you do. You're best friends with him, Turtle. Right. <laughs> right. So I hope I hope I'm super wrong, but I do not like Pruitt Taylor Vince as Angelo Ruggiero is ridiculous. Like I I am not emotionally attached to this movie like you are. Like at all. 
Well, I mean, I don't. I wasn't friends with anybody in the Gambino <laughs> crime family, but like, I, it's just one of those things where like I've I've followed this story and 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 since I was a kid, and obviously, crime movies, heist movies, uh, mafia based movies have always been you know sort of my one of my favorite genres, um, and I'm I'm on record saying that a bunch of times. I just I don't like the way this is cast. It feels far smaller than it could have been. The other thing, too, that bothered me about the, the trailer, so I'm going to nitpick just the trailer, was it has the Inception sound for no reason. Like, this movie does not deserve the Inception sound. Um, I See, now that I disagree with because this, like... This trailer, not the movie, this trailer. No, no, the, the trailer. The, and the reason for that is because there were sort of very clear signs that bad shit was going to happen and, and John Gotti throughout his career was um he didn't he didn't he was he was so brazen that he just ignored all the he ignored all the bad the signs that shit was going bad so like i i don't disagree with that the the use of that sort of ominous sound effect i disagree with travolta and kelly preston in these roles i mean okay so he you you can you can give him the gray hair and he can kind of do an accent i just don't like i i don't think he has the bravado of John Gotti. So I, I don't think this, I mean, this is going to be straight to DVD, right? Oh no, I see it. No, this is, this is, this is in theaters. It's going to release in the Netherlands on June 21st of next year. So (laughs) folks in the listeners in the Netherlands, you've got that going for you. I don't see anything going on it, but you know, I see real production companies. So I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to go straight to DVD. I don't know if it's going to straight to theaters. My feeling is, uh, with John Travolta riding high on the people for O.J. Simpson, they'll probably put it in the theater just to put a few butts in the seat and make it a small run, maybe limited engagement, maybe not nationwide, but enough that, you know, someone will be like, hey, you know, when the Academy Awards come up, you know, I know Travolta's got a thing, but he's been really good lately. So who knows? I mean, I guess so. You said there's a real production company? Yeah, like, a, uh, what was it, Oasis? Oasis. Oh, uh, so- well, okay, just just for you know, Oasis, uh, n- known for such films as I've never heard of any of these films. Two Guns, Two, <laughs> two guns, guns is I remember Two Guns, right? So so Mark Wahlberg and Denzel, uh, most people hated that. It was awful. Empire State, Broken City, these are all terrible movies. They're bad movies, but they came to the theaters. End of Watch, that Catch Forty Four. End of Watch got a lot of. A lot of love. Mm. I thought it was wrong, but they got a lot of love. Street uh, Kings, like mm, no, King of California. Like uh, we're spending not, too much time on this. Let's not good. This is not good. Okay, as a palate cleanser, then to Josh's uh, feelings towards uh, the movie Gotti. Uh, it is a password of mine to go around the internet to find the weird, to find the obscure, and to ask for a tech perspective. And I want to start with a, a few things. This one's a little more uh, topic at large, but Amazon uh, just decided to have like a surprise press event to to dump a whole bunch of products on us for for the holidays. Uh, they came out with a few things. They came out with this thing called the Echo Spot. The Echo Spot kind of looks like your little alarm clock with a screen that you put next to your bed. And you're like, hey, Alexa, set an alarm. And then it's like, yeah, I got you. And then it's got a webcam on it. You know, so your webcam can be in your bedroom. It's super weird. Uh, they introduced a new Echo and Echo Plus. So they're updating the Echo things. But the weirdest thing that they popped out with <laughs> was <laughs> – I don't even know how to describe this. They're, they're Echo buttons. 
and, and what they are are the Echo buttons are for playing games with your Amazon Echo. So you can smack it, kind of like the Staples, that was easy button. It's a family feud it's exactly, buzzer. It's exactly what it is. And they're coming in, in packs of two for $20. Listen, I play games with a, with a couple of, of, of my friends, uh, you know, once or twice a, a month. We have a little game night. Uh, there are games with buzzers, but I'm not going to sit there and play a game with my, my, my Amazon assistant. This is just weird to me. Um, yeah, this, this, uh, this makes no actual sense to me. Like I've even like, unless they're also announcing a suite of family feud and trivia style games. I'm sure they will. I mean, otherwise that would just be weird. I mean, that's cool. And if you're if you're already using uh, an Echo and you're the type of family that likes to play games, uh, this seems just fine. Like, here's the thing. There's four, look, there, so there's four of us, right, right, in my house. And I not I mean, not now uh, so much as in a few years when the kids are a bit older. This makes total sense to me. You know, I spend 40 bucks, get four of them, play games. That's that seems kind of cool. This is good if you like playing trivia games. And if you don't, this doesn't make any sense. But I th- I feel like there's a lot of people out there that like playing trivia. See, games. to me that Plus, this is go ahead. This is like in in it ba- essentially if you can it's it's just all you need is an echo and then these buttons, right? Right. Well, I mean in that case, this is an amazing thing to take on vacation, right? So if you already own an echo, right? Is it worth 40 bucks a month to take or sorry, not for sorry. That would be crazy. 40, is it worth $40 total or 60 or $80 to take to take, you know, 2, 4, 6 or 8 of these buttons with you on vacation or to a friend's house cuz you can just put throw the stuff in a backpack and have some fun. So like seems cool. See, here's the thing. For me this is another two things that that need to charge cuz they're wireless. They don't plug into the elect, into the Echo cuz it can't. So it's two, you know, a couple more things to charge. I did just recently go on vacation with my These family. things just don't take like double A's or something. I, I don't but even there, there's nothing you gotta keep batteries in. I'd be fine with that. I've got I've got like a duffel bag full but of batteries. But here's batteries. the thing. I I, I I did just recently go on vacation with my family, and we did play games, but I brought cards against humanity. I, I brought uh operation, I brought life, I brought those classic games, and it was great. How let me let me ask you this question. Cards against humanity operation life how much space do they take up uh i mean not much cards against humanity is not huge it's not small it's it's quite a bit more space than an echo and six of these buttons like a lot more Uh, it took up the side it took up the the same the 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 cards against humanity my big collection of that took up the same amount as my my macbook as my computer right that's that's big that's i mean that's significantly more space than an echo and a few of these buttons and then you add on like life and other either those are big bulky boxes it's just this seems like if i'm going on vacation and i can avoid taking anything but these this would be a really cool right it just depends on okay. what games are depends on what games right? you play and if you like those kind of tri- but it, like you said too that amazon has got to make these games right They've got to make him good and not repetitive because then if you're just repeating the same questions, like, oh, I played this like once or four times before, it's over. Have you have you ever played You Don't Know Jack? Uh, no. Are you serious? Did yeah. you not? No, no. In in the in the 90s, you were in a <laughs> Rus- Russian training camp, so there's no. 
in the, in the late nineties, there was a, com- a series of computer games called You Don't Know Jack, and they were sort of tr- you know they were trivia based. I know but you, what the you, game is. So two people would sit at one keyboard, and you know one person would have the like the 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 left shift key, and one person would have the right shift key, and the the first person to buzz in could answer the question. This would be perfect for that, and I like that's something that would be it's super super simple so i'm just the weird cynical crazy guy who doesn't see the value in this is is, is that what we're getting uh well you say uh what did you say weird weird cynical crazy guy and i say mk ultra (laughs) you know the russian jokes haven't been haven't been done for a while i had well no it became very clear to me when you'd never played (laughs) you don't know jack that it was one of those things that was overlooked by your uh mk ultra uh, training bolshevik trainers so yeah, so, something something that I found uh, earlier, I, and I dropped in the pocket. Uh, Google Drive um, has full integration for other Drive apps. So Google Drive now can in- include things that you have in your iOS Files app, your Dropbox. That's a big deal. So if you like me are one of these people that has accounts with every possible drive or every possible cloud storage app being able to move from one to the other has been impossible right if you have one drive and you need and you right i have one you, drive don't and you need an office file uh on your phone right you have to like export it from mail into one drive and then import it and download into the app the native app yeah right now, this allows me to move things from Google Drive to to files, from Dropbox to Google Drive, and Google Drive can launch pretty much anything, right? So even if even if you don't necessarily have Excel, you can open it in Sheets, right? which is, uh, again, a time saver. I'm all about saving the time, convenience. This, I think, is a really cool thing. And what's, what's really cool about Google integrating with all these other platforms, right, and being such a powerful tool is that if you – are doing either work on your phone or on an iPad, uh, you consistently run into an issue of not being able to either open a file or trying to collaborate with anybody in this world. They, they send you either a Dropbox link or a Google Drive link. And if you're on your phone, you're on a tablet, you're on a mobile device, it, it's just another layer of distraction and worry, and it just pisses you off, and then you end up not doing God, God forbid they send you a OneDrive link. <laughs> God forbid they send you a OneDrive link. Ooh, it's the worst thing ever. So now they are going to go ahead and integrate with the, the Files app, which is on the iPhone iOS 11 software. So if you update your iPhone, you can now have all of these cloud storage places come together in one place. So it's a lot easier for you to see the file. So connect to Dropbox and Google Drive and go ahead and connect to, to Box and to OneDrive. So this is a, a really cool thing to do. And I think it's got a lot of practical use cases to make your phone a little more powerful, but also not have to worry about where is someone sending you a file from that you can go ahead and actually open it. Uh, and this isn't really a, a big issue until someone sends you a file and you kind of need to do it really quickly. Well, so – uh, and the, the what should be noted is that this is um, it is exclusive to iOS 11. You you must because you don't get iOS you don't get files files app until you get that. However, once you have that, the current framework uh, that Apple is using within files, you have access to your desktop and documents on every device you own. So if you if there's a file on your desktop on your Mac, it's on your iMac, it's on your phone. It's on your iPad. It's everywhere. Same thing with documents. And I think 
those are probably the two most used folders, right? For for just stuff. Right. You either some some of you are animals that have a desktop that's just cluttered as fuck. You're you're doing it wrong, and and you need to rethink your lives. The other great use case too is a lot of people will make like little home videos. Uh, yeah, again for me, after my family went on vacation, we all had videos that we wanted to share, stuff we put together. Uh, and in, instead of doing it through Dropbox, I said, "Hey, listen, just like you did. Hey, listen, everyone has a Google Drive. Let's just share that. It's a lot easier than Dropbox because Dropbox is a pain in the ass." Um, and you can do that. And then my mom was like, well, how do I see it on my phone? And I was like, uh, that's, uh, uh, okay. I had to explain phones to you now. Um, here's what you do now that it's right there on the files application. You just log in with your Gmail and bam, it is. My mom can start watching some of these videos and I know this sent him to her. So since we're talking about, you know, sharing with family, we're just talking about our family in general. I'm very curious about a family experience that you may have had, Josh, and that's playing super Mario world on the, the super Nintendo. Uh, I got to do it a lot with with my brothers, uh, and there's, there's some news that just came out of this. I, I'm laughing because this is so weird. One of your just the iconic sidekick to Mario has been Yoshi, and he made his first appearance in this in this game. And you would ride him in like '92, right? Right around that that time frame, you would ride him, and then uh, you would use Yoshi's ton to to grab items. It would come out, it would grab it. Uh, and yeah, you'd press like the Y button or whatever, right? right? And all you would see is just kind of, uh, kind of Mario make a gesture towards Yoshi, and he would stick out his tongue to do that. <laughs> I never noticed the gesture. I thought you were controlling because because you were Yoshi was jumping, Yoshi was moving. I thought you were controlling Yoshi, but apparently every time you hit the button, you were causing Mario to punch Yoshi in the face, <laughs> punch him in the back of the head, punch he him was- in the head, and he was surprised, so his tongue came out of his mouth. Just abusing and, Yoshi for years. So, but the thing is, like, if I were just if I were just trotting throughout a, a world, I'm I'm sticking my tongue out all the time. Like, I'm just grabbing all the things. Are, are you a snake? What are you? Oh, if you I'm were Yoshi. Yoshi. Yeah, okay, gotcha, I'm just gotcha. uh, you know I'm 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 going through and I'm just picking stuff up. Like instead of instead of jumping on um a uh, 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 one of those paratrooper guys there, I'm I'm sticking my tongue out, which every single time. Right. Or like a Goomba, like I'm just eating them up. See, over the years, you have this wonderful relationship between Mario and Yoshi. It was painted as it was a a, a lovely friendship. And then I want you you to really think about this. I want you to really think about this. Are you ready? When you get Yoshi, he's in an egg, right? He jumps out of the egg. He's alive for maybe 30 seconds. And then you ride him and then you, you jump on him and then you're punching him in the head. Right. So for me, look, I, I mean, I get it. I don't feel any kind of differently about it, uh, but I, I feel like maybe you've triggered some snowflakes. <laughs> oh, really? Who are now who are really? now going to protest Nintendo. Oh, they have no, to, they have no, to no, get no, out no, their no, picket, their signs. No. They're going to have a sit-in. The reviews of Josh Byrne do not reflect the views of the entire podcast. There you go. All you <laughs> snowflakes, send all your fucking hate mail to Josh at that kind of nerd dot com. <laughs> Right, I promise you that I will not consider your opinions <laughs> at all. Man, you took the took a story direction I wasn't prepared for it to to go down, man. <laughs> I was just saying, hey, wow, what a what a weird thing, what a weird oddity. Why do you think this article was written, CJ? You shouldn't be punching Yoshi in the head. He's a video game character. He's fictitious, right? We've been look, Castlevania's been lopping the heads off people forever, right? That I mean. It's a video game. None of this shit matters. I don't care how many times I punched Yoshi in the back of the head. His entire purpose uh, was for me to ride a ride around on a dinosaur and advance, you know, 
myself in the world. Like I don't, I don't understand why this is a thing. I feel like I just got. I, I feel like I just got like gotcha journalism, like right here. Like ah, well, just who who? But who, like who gives a shit? It, listen, right? here's the thing. Here's the here's the thing to me that just just makes me go, what? Why are we? Why is Nintendo? Why are official Nintendo people? putting the weirdest things into canon right now that Mario's not a plumber. He's got a different job now. And Yoshi, you weren't controlling Yoshi like you thought you were. You were controlling Mario, who was punching you. Why can't you just leave it be? Just let it be alone. It was a great game. Let's not bring up the fact that you're punching lizards in the back of the head. Let's not bring up the fact that Mario was in a dream for one episode and he was dead. You're asking asking why a Japanese company does weird shit. And I, uh, yet again... The like gotcha journalism just got me again. <laughs> there it is. Can you just give me a moment? One, one second, hey, please. How mm. to get that foot out of my mouth real hard. Yeah, indeed. A very leathery tasting shoe. Well, if you're still with us, it is time for us to talk about the nerd degree. It's where that kind of nerd gives a topic, a product, a movie, whatever, the third degree, and we decide if it pass or fails. And this week we are looking at probably the weirdest headline. Uh, again, I say this every time we do this. The weirdest headline I've seen. This one is taking the cake right now. And it's LG is selling a phone that repels mosquitoes. I mean, let's face it. The cell phone market is, is pretty hard, right? It's a pretty, pretty, you know. Uh, tough, tough, tough to, to really introduce new value propositions <laughs> right. into the cell phone. Industry. It's, hey, our camera has a bump and now we're an edge-to-edge screen. We'll scan your face. We'll scan your face too, but we won't be fooled by a picture and... <laughs> <laughs> this one this one emits ultrasonic waves inaudible to humans to repel mosquitoes. Now, I think here's what's important. LG is a manufacturer that has been making home audio video equipment, home appliances. This is this technology is already included in their air conditioning units, some some of their TVs. Uh I didn't know that. Why like yeah, why are we not so funding they, that? They are, so they already have this technology is already in, but think about the viability of it in air conditioning units. That makes sense, right? Perfect sense, right? So and and even I mean lesser in TVs, but I mean, okay, I I, I could get it if it's going to clear the room of any mosquitoes that may be flying around. That's <laughs> the thing about this phone is feature wise, it's kind of shitty, right? It's a tiny screen, five inch screen. It's $121. So I want you to consider this. If you've ever like like me, I'm not I'm not out I don't like I don't particularly enjoy the outdoors, but I I very much enjoy just sort of sitting on a patio or a deck and hanging out with friends. Like I don't I'm not I'm not the guy that's going to go camping, but I love sitting outside in the warm weather. I actually all yeah, any really any season that isn't winter, I, I can be caught out sitting outside on a porch, a deck, hanging out with people, just you know, smoke a cigar, have a few drinks, right. whatever. Yeah. All right. Bug spray, citronella candles, the tiki torches, none of these things work. You will I apparently am a rare uh delectable treat. That's because you're so sweet, Josh, that the mosquitoes are attracted right. I think, to you. I think that's I think that's what it is. I get eaten alive. Eaten alive by mosquitoes. If I had to pay, and by the way, this device is like 120 bucks. If I had to pay 120 bucks and just sit this thing like sort of like uh, near my feet, and it did it did the job of repelling mosquitoes, right? It's worth right because all I have to do is keep it charged and no mosquitoes. 
I never have to buy bug spray. <laughs> I don't have to refill my my torches. I don't have to buy citronella candles. I promise you, every year I spend minimum a hundred dollars on bug spray, torches, candles, things like that. So for me, this is a no brainer. And 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 as far as the nerd degree goes, I I award this five Cadbury cream eggs, which is the highest honor I can bestow. Upon a nerd I still degree. think it's odd that we chose the Cadbury egg as our official ranking for every week because we use the same metric every week. It is the same metric uh, all the, the time. The, here, I give it five Cadbury cream. Here's, here's the thing. I, too, I, I like the outdoors. My parents have a, a, a beautiful deck that we go to, barbecues and all that. It's, it's perfect. This is the wrong time of the year to tell me that this thing exists. Uh, $121 sounds great. If you put it in your pocket, though, uh, no mosquito protection so you know make sure that it's it's out on the table somewhere it does need to be out in the open i'm very curious as to really though the validity of it and how well it it, it works so i'm i'm a little uh, i don't know i'm a little weary about just just trusting implicitly but just like you said the amount of money i would spend on citronella candles and bugs bug spray is the worst because right? you're always sticky afterwards and you feel like oh, i just need a shower and it's almost as bad as being covered in bug bites because you're just you're just covered with it. Just not good. And then if you have suntan lotion on your skin from the day before, ugh, just, just Gross, it's no good. Right. So $125. $120. I can buy right? the Mosquito Away K7i from LG. Uh, I will give this three and a half Cadbury eggs out of four. I gave it five. So. I will give this four Cadbury eggs out of five. All right, so listen, as always, we would love to hear your feedback about this show. Brian, I can hear you already. Your your notes are noted. Uh, but you can always uh, interact with us, talk to us on Twitter, on Facebook. Just search That Kind of Nerd. Like I said earlier, if you ever want to text us or call us and leave your opinion, then we'll play it right here on the air. Call 484-373-4119, or you can even text that number. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We cannot wait to uncover the nerdy world with you next week. Thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work, and we will see you next time. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show. I'm sure you'll see there's many points where we can agree. Like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard And that Josh Strange new Fantastic Four was a turd Well welcome to the club cause you were that kind of nerd Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the August 2017 blockbuster And also the October blockbuster what did I say? September? You said August. I, said like, I don't know. I don't know how you went back in time. What <laughs> back a month? Right. Indeed. Just you just gotta shoot my premise down. So it's just the well, two of us. No one else to bounce off. Just got. It just doesn't make any sense. Shoot to me like that a puppy wouldn't... in the head. He's not. You know, if I edit this and that stays in, you tell him that I fucking strong armed you. This is why we need Brian. Just just a buffer. Just a buffer between. No. No, 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 you got unfiltered. Josh, your trolling skills have gotten just amazingly sharp over the last two I'm, years that we've been I'm, doing this I'm podcast. I'm honing. I'm honing. <laughs>